You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. The stuff that that spews out of his mouth, like, hey, I'm not saying that everything I say makes sense or that you should take it with a grain of salt. I'm also not a paid professional. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Ty, I want to bring this up with with you because I got an email the other day. <laughs> the fact that you got this as an email from a fast food place is okay. unreal. I sign up to every food place so i can get like the coupons and stuff in my email no, i'm not it, gonna yeah i know not I know. gonna lie <laughs> don't they just come don't they just come in your regular mail <laughs> well well both i, I got it yeah. covered digitally and uh analog wise as well <laughs> people say i need help <laughs> so the uh the subject line says it's coming and i'm like what could it be Pizza Hut's internet breaking collab coming soon, and it's it's a it's a Pizza Hut box, but it also has a KFC logo on it. What could it possibly be? Because I have not been able to sleep since I've gotten this email. Whatever it is can't be worse than their atrocity that was the hot dog in the crust with mustard on it. Pizza crap they had a couple of years that ago. That was strange. That that was strange. It wasn't strange. It was just plain awful. Well, I never had it. I can't. Did you? Oh, I took one look at it. Well, no, it had mustard on it. Nah, I won't knock something till I try it. Oh I'll, no, I'm all about I'm all about not trying new things. I'm kind of re- <laughs> I'm kind of ready to be disappointed here, but I mean, is is there? A chicken skin crust is gravy. Oh. I know you don't like gravy, but I mean, I don't know what what could the possibilities be. I mean, I, I'm pretty Coleslaw. sure. <laughs> KFC's pretty... coleslaw is unreal. <laughs> I don't think they have the green stuff anymore, though. I might mm. be wrong on that. I wasn't a fan of the green stuff. <laughs> I'll be, what, what if it was like? What if it was like instead of a crust, or like it was like chicken skin wrapped crust? That's kind of like what. Crust. That's what's in my mind. Or chicken skin has to be a topping. <laughs> yeah, if it's not, they have failed miserably. Like my blood pressure is at at least like three hundred over one twenty right now. <laughs> Just thinking about it. I don't know if that's mathematically possible, but not overly no. <laughs> but you, I think you would be you'd be bleeding out of a lot of your orifices. Yeah, probably. That that's it's a very graphic image, but I, I think you're right. Um, hey, 
I had to get swabbed this morning, and I didn't tell anybody where I got it, and people just made assumptions. <laughs> and I let I let their imaginations run when I told them. <laughs> uh, I know uh, fans of this pod are fans of food. I mean, if you don't eat, yeah, you don't live. So uh, mm-hmm. some people eat to live, and there's people that live to eat. And if you looked at my skip, if you looked at my skip of the dishes, you would say that I'm not eating. <laughs> I'm not living to eat. I am like eating to die. I'm eating to die. <laughs> so hit us up on Twitter at Two and Out CFL with your best uh, Pizza Hut slash KFC collaboration because I know that uh, our imaginations are going crazy with Ma- this one. Maybe. Maybe they're teaming up and going buffet style in like every restaurant they have. I'm actually like, there's a single tear <laughs> rolling down my right <laughs> cheek right now because if that happened, R.I.P. me. Oh yeah, like the, the show will be no more. <laughs> Or at least the next live show could be from uh, the flagship location. I'm pretty sure that the old Vermilion Pizza Hut used to be the combo Pizza Hut KFC buffet, right? Can confirm. The greatest thing to ever come out of Vermilion. Well, I I mean, Becky Scott did win a gold medal. (laughs) KFC combo Pizza Hut buffet, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fair. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation, proudly supporting community needs for 65 years. When you make a gift to the Calgary Foundation, it's a gift that keeps on giving. The Foundation's knowledgeable staff will provide advice on the community's most pressing needs, keeping your interests at heart, and helping you give back in a way that is meaningful for you. Your contributions are invested in an endowment fund that provides a permanent source of funding, allowing you to make an impact now and forever. If you're a professional advisor creating a giving plan for a client or a donor wanting to give back to the community, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org to learn more or check out Calgary Foundation's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. In the huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out podcast. Ty, it's not often we start things uh, with a a piece of news from the NHL, but it's been said that the Edmonton Oilers have been in contact with Alberta Health Services, seeing about maybe having some fans in the arena as soon as April. We don't know what that looks like, if that's, you know, a thousand fans or whatever it is. I think 18,500 can pack the place Mm -hmm. there. Um, either way, I'm assuming that the CFL has to be watching this story like a hawk. I I would assume so. A, it's not going to happen. B, the Oilers won't be playing very many games in April. With the way things are going right now, it's not going to matter. Yeah, there's that. Um... Um, they they lost on Saturday night to Leafs for nothing. They lost Monday night three nothing, and they are currently down three nothing as we record to those same Maple Leafs. <laughs> Season's over. Like 
I, I, McDavid before the series said that he doesn't expect an, an offensive explosion in this uh, um, <laughs> series with Toronto, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I, I thought that Edmonton. I think he meant just himself. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe that's what he meant because if he bet on yeah. that and uh, through the series, good for him, man. Good for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still only averaging like just over. Well, now with the three goals in the first period, now that average is out the window. But, I mean, we go a year. It's going to be a year in a week since everything shut down. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to believe. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> right? Well, it, that one meme that's going around, welcome to the first year anniversary of our two-week shutdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you imagine? So... Numbers are slowly coming down now, and all that's great. Still don't have the vaccine numbers that we thought we would at this time of the year. You open that back up, nine, like let's say they're at 50% capacity, so it's 9,500 people. I don't think they'll and do that. that. I'm that thinking gets, like 10 or 15%. I'm just using... I'm I'm just using ninety. I'm just using the 50% because that's where they could break even fiscally for a game, not... Like that doesn't for a home game. That's not going to cover travel when they leave and all that stuff. But the backlash that they would get. Yeah, I mean, there are like, people read the already angry that the NHL can play, and you know, minor hockey kids can only mm-hmm. do drills. They can only have eight <laughs> kids on the ice. They can only have eight kids on the ice. They can't play. They can only do practices. Well, it, it does open a can of worms, right? I mean, if if yeah. hockey can have fans, why can't a concert have happen? Yeah, but weird. We're we're looking. We're going like we're looking at the Oilers trying to get limited fans or any fans in the arena as soon as April. Meanwhile, what does Texas do yesterday? Yeah, and you know, there's another comparison. Let's just keep it going, guys. Grade A stuff. I mean, they're just trying to make sure that a uh, uh, an NHL team from the Sun Belt doesn't lead the league in attendance. <laughs> yeah, like there was that meme with the with the Panthers when it told them how many they can have, yeah. and somebody's like, "Whoa, they're expecting that many more people to show up." It's like, ooh. <laughs> this this does come on the heels. Of uh, the CFL and the Players Association submitting return-to-play proposals to various levels of uh, Canadian government. Now, we don't know what that looks like, but I I will say this. Over the past few weeks here, it's started to seem like the wheels are in motion for something to happen. for, For some sort of football... To, to happen this year. Mo Khan ended up uh, sending out a tweet uh, yesterday afternoon just saying that he's got a source inside the CFL saying they're, you know, working on doing an at least a nine-game template for an upcoming season. But I think you said it last episode, Ty, this is all very uh, <laughs> uh, deja vu to last year. But 
I don't even know if there was a return to play. Well, they, they had the bubble. The whole thing in Winnipeg was approved. It was ready to go. The money didn't come through, so they didn't do it. Um, this year, I don't know. Is it really any different than that? I I don't think so. I honestly don't. I. Why are we putting the cart in front of the horse? That goes for the Oilers trying to get fans and the CFL. I understand you don't want to lose two years. I get that. I, I I want to see them play, but I don't want them to play if that means, you know, that in two years this league's going to fold completely because of the money they've lost Yeah, from playing this year. Even a truncated season, they're still going to lose a crap ton of money. Have it. They, they, they need to do, and this is just my opinion, is have a couple different plans, which I'm sure they do. And and submit like I mean you gotta submit a plan for a full season for a twelve game season for you know a nine and a six, and they all have different start dates and it's all gonna depend on, uh you know, hospitalizations and deaths for one, and then you know how many people are vaccinated because without a herd immunity, you're not gonna get fans. And without vaccination rates being where they need to be, you're not gonna get fans. There's no way. It just doesn't make any sense to open that back up and put the hospitals and everything right back where we were, you know, two months ago with with the numbers where they were. Provinces across Canada are stretching out the the distance between the first shot and the second shot. So in the next oh. six weeks, there are going to be a ton of people in Canada that have at least the first shot. Um. Yes, because now what's what's the new one that it, or the new study shows it could the new the first shot can now protect for up to four months. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if you can stretch that out and get more people their first dose and then eventually catch up, I mean, you can get more people with that first dose. But I mean, do you still want to rush to open everything up? I don't think you do. And I'm I'm saying this as somebody who's working. Right now, it, it's tough for me, you know, to be in the shoes where if I'm somebody that's that can't work right now because they were told their business isn't essential and they're having to stay home and, you know, are on the verge of losing everything. I get it. But I'm talking strictly on, on, prof- on you know, CFL. There's no reason to rush back. It, it, you're just going to – why stress every – why stress the system more than it already has been? Yeah, there there are some people that uh, have done better <laughs> in the last year or mm-hmm. so, and some oh one hundred percent. It's it's very strange how it's it's all worked. But yeah, when when you just talk you talk football and we talk vaccines and timelines, I, I don't like the fact that we're relying on that um, to have. But that's what we were always going to have yeah. to rely on, right? I guess I it is for everything, start. right? You know, going to the bar, or going to a concert, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's where we are. When, when you when you put it that way, we still have to wait for these first shots, and I, and I know it's a touchy conversation too because <laughs> half the people are hesitant or want nothing to do with it or, mm-hmm. or 25%, whatever the number is. So, so Well, the people that don't want to get it, I'll take their doses and then I'll just double up 
Yeah. Like, that's fine. I'll take I'll take I'll take two. I'll take four. <laughs> yeah. Um it's still even if it means I'm another I mean, even if it means I'm a year away from going to a football game. Yeah. Right? If best case scenario is training camp July and then, you know, eight or nine games in the fall, I kinda wish that we would know that. I, I understand the optimist side of things, <laughs> but mm-hmm. if you, if, which is not, which is not one of us, because if you look, the, the first preseason game is scheduled for two and a half months from now. That it's not that long. <laughs> no, a lot needs to happen for that to happen. I, I don't know. Are they gonna? Mm-hmm start the season with nobody in the stands and then gradually put them in. I would, I would like to see that if they could afford it. I don't know if, but I don't even think that that's one issue. The other issue is how do you, what do you do with these guys when they leave the stadium and they're not, I I don't want to say under your, under the team's control, but where the team doesn't know where they are. Yeah. They go out or, you know, they have a huge party because they figure, oh, we're all we're all on the same team. It doesn't matter. But there's, you know, a couple people have done stuff with other with other groups of people, and now you have a you have a situation where there's forty guys. Well, that's happening in sports right now, right? Like, how do the teams to, control to, I hockey players? Say, I, or whatever? I wouldn't say that true, but we're we're talking about a roster that on a game day has forty six people. Yeah, and in training camp, we'll have how many? <laughs> Triple digits. Yeah. It's it's a lot it's a lot different than you know a Raptors team with fifteen guys on the roster, and the, only, I, the reason I use the Raptors is because they you know they yeah. have five guys out tonight <laughs> on their coaching staff. I I do feel like the league has been communicating more within the last week week and a half. Randy Ambrosi's mm-hmm. been out there and he did say that it would cost the league about ten million dollars maybe even a little bit more than a million dollars a team. So right around there for the testing and all of that stuff, if they go forward with uh, having the full season. I, that, that's just testing. Now yeah, pay your coaches, yeah. pay your support staff, pay your players. Like, this is getting up there. Yeah, a lot. Like, each team, each team is going to be on the hook for what, seven million bucks? It's a lot of cash. These players aren't going to play for free. Off the field conversations surrounding the sport in Canada are continuing. Football Canada has joined forces with the Canadian Junior Football League. Um, so this is really cool. Jim Mullen has. Uh, when did he, he? He was president of Football Canada just what last year. And yeah, I think so. And I feel like with no football in the field, they've made a lot happen. So, so the Canadian Junior Football League uh, has joined up as an associate member of Football Canada, the CFL, U Sports, the Canadian Football Officials Association, and now they're they're communi- communicating, uh, and they're saying that all this stuff is a catalyst for discussion with the CFL and U Sports to align areas of operations 
and events. And I, I see all of these organizations working together is only good for the game. If the Vanier Cup and mm-hmm. the Grey Cup can happen the same weekend, I mean, if the CJFL can squeeze into that same week and get more eyes on their product, this is all good for football in Canada. And, and, you know, we're going to make another reference to hockey, but you look at what Hockey Canada has done yeah. in the last 20 years. Uh, you know, it, it built, I mean, sure, it took them losing a gold, you know, not meddling in a World Juniors for the summit. <laughs> but they've got, they got their, they got their <laughs> together. And, you know, we now have a juggernaut who, you know, the West of the world's definitely catching up. But, uh, you know, the, the programs and you even see players in the NHL that are just at that much of a higher level than they were 15, 20 years ago. And that could be the same thing that can happen with the CFL and, and, you know, football Canada, U sports and all that stuff starting development at a younger age, you know, with everybody in the same boat working together and, you know, working through the ranks and having a plan like hockey Canada does with this is what you do at this age group. This is what we want to teach. This is what we want for you know skill development blah 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 and as you get older then you work on a little more system stuff and it just goes up and then you know when they get to you know major junior or in this case you know u sport kind of you know their senior year of high school they're at a point where you know you can start to pick and choose you know with the kid this kid's we need we need to we need to work with this kid because he's going places and when was the last time we had like yeah russ jackson Maybe I, I know Brandon Bridge Canadian, but I mean he's made he he hasn't really you know surprised anybody with his with with a game. Um, that this could be a huge step forward to finally getting that Canadian quarterback that you know everybody keeps talking about, and and you know maybe we get more players at skill positions than just looking at you know filling them in on an offensive line, stuff like that. Like it, it can only make. It can only make the game better. Let's talk about some on-the-field happenings. Well, maybe they're becoming off-the-field stuff because we've had three veterans uh, retire in the last couple mm-hmm. weeks, uh, including Brandon Rutley. Ricky Collins Jr. had 1,000 yards with Edmonton in 2019. He was on uh, the Turf District podcast. Uh, they're a part of the Alberta Podcast mm-hmm. Network and Canadian Football Podcast Network, so you can check uh, that chat out. And Rico Murray has also retired. All these guys have families. No football last year, I'm guessing, is a big factor in these Mm -hmm. retirements. But Ricky Collins had a nice short career. Uh, Brandon Rutley spent time BC, Montreal, nice career there as well. And Rico Murray spent a lot of time with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, five years with the Ticats. He actually, his last three seasons, played all 18 games in every one of them, won the Grey Cup with Toronto in 2017, made the Grey Cup with Ottawa in 2018, made the Grey Cup again with Hamilton in 2019. All of these guys were having really nice words said about them on social media, well-respected players. And Ty, I'm actually kind of surprised that maybe we haven't seen more retirements 
at least, mm-hmm. you know, veteran guys that have stepped away from the game, and maybe there is still going to be more to come. Well, and like you said, they, we didn't play football last year. Uh, this year is still up in the air. Yeah. At some point, these guys have to have to. I don't want to say move on, but they have to. They have families to support and you know to take care of. And you know, it, at at some time, it becomes where it's like, well, this I have to find a different my career that I have outside of football because a lot of these guys do. You have to go all in on it because you don't know. You can't just sit around and wait because staying in shape in the off season takes a lot of work. Uh, you know, gyms aren't free. Uh, it takes up a lot of time. I mean, these guys are still going to stay in shape. I don't think that they would, like, you know, you see guys like Joe Thomas on NFL Network dropped all the weight from when he was an offensive lineman. Now he looks slim. And, you know, he's still going to the gym, one, one, like, every day. But, I mean, they're not having to do that off-season work, right? And these guys having to do it now and not even knowing if they're playing, it's taking time away from family and, and you know, their other career where they have to support, they have, they have to put food on the table. And I think it's just with... All being up in the air, just made that decision that much easier. As for signings, the Rough Riders made a pretty big signing by bringing offensive lineman Brett Boyko to town. Grew up in Saskatoon, big Rough Rider fan, and the Riders uh, bring him home playing on the offensive line, six foot seven. Now the the Lions did have his rights, and he was with the Lions in. Uh, 2019, and they did draft him, spent time in the uh, NFL. And I love the story. At six foot seven, 305 pounds, he grew up wanting to play quarterback. <laughs> now, I, yeah. I don't think he was 305 pounds, six foot seven in grade 10. Oh, my God. He might have been. <laughs> yeah, you might. yeah, wow. I'm just thinking of quarterback at that size. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot that big. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> oh. How do you knock down that? How do you knock down a pass from that? Yeah, that's. Um, how do you sack that guy, man? That's a. I would love to yeah. see that. Um, uh, Boyko went to Matt Dunnigan camp when he was younger. He grew up a CFL fan, and now he gets to play uh, for the Green and White. He's still 28 years old and spent all that time in the NFL. But there's something to be said. There were times that I was wondering, man, the, the riders are, they uh, they need some younger bodies on the offensive line. I love Brendan Labad as much as the next guy, but he's been doing it a long time, and they've been able in the last few weeks here, Evan Johnson, Brett Boyko, and I know they lost Dakota Shepley uh, to the NFL, but, bring in some homegrown younger guys on the offensive line. And, I mean, it helps that they grew up in the backyard and they, they, they want to suit up for the Rough Riders and they probably want to play in that nice, shiny facility. Um, this is kind of a, a different culture, I think, that we've seen. Because I remember growing up as a Rider fan, anytime there was a free agent, they were never going to come play. Saskatchewan. No, I guess it helps when an old offensive lineman is the GM there too, right? Uh, I would think so. And you know, he played mainly tackle in BC in 2019. Uh, you know, the first four of the five games, he was playing right tackle or started right tackle. 
Um, you know, and if that means they got to shuffle guys around to keep them at tackle, I, I don't see that being a huge issue. Like you said, with, with guys like the bat, uh, you know, getting, getting on the wrong side of 30 here for the last couple of years. And if, if they got to shuffle things around and they can still make it work, I just don't see how this is a bad thing. And maybe, maybe Boyko can play guard. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, maybe, and maybe with a, being that big, it might be easier. I don't know. I'm just thinking like, you don't, there's not as much lateral stuff. You always see the tackle having to go outside with the, with the end, but he's obviously shown that he can play defensive ends. So if you can get somebody to play guard or you got to shovel things around, I mean, it adds more depth and we've talked about it before. We're, as far as we know, offensive line depth goes a long way. The Alouettes make a signing. Former NFL running back Cameron Artis-Payne has uh, signed there. Uh, he's 30 years old. Of course, he's going to be behind William Stanback, who did spend some time in the NFL recently, too. They've got a mean, mean backfield. <laughs> Artis Payne mm-hmm. was drafted by the Carolina Panthers in uh, 2015, but I'm seeing, again, a lot of NFL guys trying to come up and play in Canada, which I, I, I take it as a good sign. I mean, guys still looking at the CFL as an option uh, to continue their careers and play football, even mm-hmm. though we are unsure of a season happening, they're still making moves happen, and, and I, I like to see it. Yeah, keeping their options open, too. I mean, if it goes, then you've got a chance to keep playing football. Yeah, yeah. Right, and if it doesn't, well, you if you had a signing bonus, you still collected that check. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about the Argos here because surprise, surprise, they've they've well, they didn't they they restructured the deal with linebacker Bear Woods. Uh, mm-hmm. Has had a lot of injury like, issues. Do they do they have to pay for his barber? Is that what they put in the deal? Or? <laughs> He's had a lot of injury issues throughout the past few years. Maybe having no football last year will mean he's a hundred percent going into mm-hmm. a, another season here. But maybe restructuring the deal with him means that they've freed up more money to possibly sign Henock Mwamba. Don't, don't. Oh my god. Okay. I'm going to say it. Okay. Where is all this money coming from? And I know it's the off season and the cap doesn't matter right now. <laughs> but come opening day, it's going <laughs> to matter. How many of these guys get cut in camp? 30. <laughs> all of the vets that they've signed. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't know. I I really hope... like. The defense is full of veterans and guys that have won championships in the CFL. Uh, Mwamba was actually scheduled to make almost two and a quarter, $225,000 last year. He doesn't come cheap, the Canadian in the middle of the defense, and he's been playing really good football. If they make Mwamba happen, I I don't know. I... (laughs) You don't want to say, you know, Grey Cup favorites, but they're they're exciting just to think about. On, on paper, on paper for sure, but we have to wait to see what they do in training camp because there's no way they keep everybody they have. Yeah, it happens every year where... Uh, Un- unless guys are taking league minimum. Yeah. I which I'm sure the players' union, I'm sure the players' union would love. 
<laughs> like, well, no, n- that's not a thing that's happening. I'm just spitballing, and I, I might be crazy here. So, uh, say, well, yeah. <laughs> say they only play nine games this year. Yeah. What does that do to the salary cap? Because they're not going to get paid double for every game. Well, they're, they're going to have. They got to renegotiate. Are they going to only? Are they going to their prorated salary at fifty percent? Or are they going to? You know, is the CFL going to come at them like the MLB did and give them deal after deal? Maybe trying to get a season in. And I just don't see – I just don't see the players being like, we're not taking anything less than what our normal game check would be. If that means nine games, and you, that, that means you just – you split the the salary cap in half and, you know, everybody's paycheck is the same, then whatever. Or, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It. I just don't see them wanting to take a huge cut just to get in – Nine games. Yeah, that's another interesting just, part. Those nine, those nine games are going to be a grind. Yeah. That's another interesting part because the – of course, we have to get the health regulations and being able to play fans, mm-hmm. no fans, all that stuff. But the, but the CBA stuff might be the real battle. 100% because you're, if you're not going to play a normal season, that's all – it's all up in the air. It's You got to go back and forth and figure out what you're doing for that season. We saw it with the NHL trying to go in the bubbles for the playoffs and what they were going to do for this shortened season. They had they had to get all their ducks in a row before it was all finalized. You can't just go and be like, okay, well, we're only going to play, you know, 48 games. Well, this is what we're going to pay you. We'll just give you regular game checks, but the salary caps are going to get cut in half. Everybody's salaries get cut in half. Just we'll make it work, but everybody gets the same game checks. All the numbers add up to the same thing. But the owners are going to be like, well, no. Why do we do that? We got to try to scrimp and save all the money we can because the players already owe us 150 mil. Why are we going to give them more money just to get it back? Like it, it's gonna. I just don't see it ending well because we've seen this before with the CFL, where you know it's the eve of training camp and a deal just gets thrown together. Man, I just look at the uh, Canadian talent that the Argos have signed: offensive lineman Darius. Bladek, uh, Philip Blake, receiver Jawan Breskison, the offensive line again, Jamal Campbell, Cody Speller, Declan Cross, D-lineman Fabian Foote, Cam Judge at linebacker, Arjun Colhoun uh, at defensive back, uh, Levi Noel is back. <laughs> yeah, They have some great talent. And, you know, maybe that's why I, I can't see Mwamba going there. The only reason I the only reason I don't see him going there is just money. Yeah, exactly. I just don't see room. Exactly. Now, if Muhammad does sign Ty, does TSN cover uh-huh. it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah. I love Bob Irving. We all know this, right? He's your favorite. Oh, my favorite human being on the planet. <laughs> you were pretty fired up about this earlier in the week. I just, uh, I cannot stand him. The, the the stuff that that spews out of his mouth, like, hey, I'm not saying that everything I say makes sense or 
that you should take with a grain of salt. I'm also not a paid professional. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all pissy and moany about, you know, J.J. Watt getting all this coverage, but signing in Carol or in Arizona or where he was going to sign and saying that TSN doesn't do enough for, you know, their free agent stuff with the CFL and that any good rights holder would and blah, 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 and, you know, just old man yelling at cloud. The NFL's ratings on TSN are probably way more than what the CFL get, gets in, I would think. Uh, and, you know, if, especially this when year. When they're both going on, they're pretty they're pretty close. If you look at the numbers, they're True, very but, but like f- CFL beating them. The Ryder games are going to beat the most of the NFL games. They're very neck yes. and neck. Like, I would, but I mean, there's 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 games that don't get anything. Well, not shouldn't say don't get anything, but I just don't see the issue with the juggernaut that the NFL is and that we know it is. Of course, they're going to get more coverage. Should TSN? You know, maybe throw in a little more CFL. Yeah, probably they could. At the same time, I know people who are friends of mine that when CFL stuff comes on TSN, they change the channel. And whatever they don't want to, they don't care about it. They don't want to hear about it. Now, I'm not saying that that's the overwhelming majority in the country, but I just don't see why he had to make such a big deal out of it. J.J. Watt signing somewhere is huge. And granted, he wants to win a ring, so I don't know why he went to Arizona. But where Hinoch Mwamba signs, I, I still think that TSN's going to cover it. I don't think we need to see five days of, you know, five-minute segments of nothing. When he signs, we'll know. Well, here's the deal. J.J. Watt is one of the game's all-time best players. Yes. I'm not knocking Henock, but J.J. played with one team his whole career. It's a pretty big deal uh, mm-hmm. when he switches teams. Mwamba started with yeah. Winnipeg, went to the NFL. When he came back, he did like the tour. Everybody was trying to bring him uh, to their team. Yeah. Uh, played in Saskatchewan. But do, do we need five days where we hear the same dribble? I'll be honest. No. I don't really watch. When he signs, we'll know. I don't really watch SportsCenter much these days. No, it it's terrible now. Um, unless it's four, unless it's the four thirty show. S- sports highlights were very groundbreaking when they came out, but now you see them in tweets. You see. Mm-hmm. The, the highlights and the little clips are basically built uh, for online. So mm-hmm. highlight shows are uh, at least they, they don't have the same. I used to get up every single morning and watch the highlights from the week before, but or the night before, and now it's like I, yeah. I've already seen it. Um, yeah. But I feel like the TSN does a great job of covering the signings it, it, and. I, I still visit the, the website. That's where I get a lot of CFL news on TSN's mm-hmm. website. Dave Naylor, Farhan Lauji, 
They do so much on tsn.ca. They were all over Charleston Hughes signing in Toronto, getting released by Saskatchewan first. They were all Matt Chinetti does great work too. The great pieces he does on tsn.ca uh, did a great deal when Solomon Elamimian ended up retiring. That was on uh, Sports Center. Every time they do the top 10 list, there's a good chance that a CFL highlights included in that. And I, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> half the time it's, uh, the quarterback spiking the ball and sacking himself, <laughs> but no, they include, you know, yeah. I see the SJ green, uh, catching Regina all the time. I see lots of CFL stuff on TSN, even during the off season. I, I don't think they're doing, can they be better? Sure. I mean, can anybody be better? Yeah. <laughs> it, it can T- always TSN, be better. TSN hasn't done a lot to endear itself, and Bell Media haven't done a lot to endear itself to the public in the last month. There's that. <laughs> um, and now this is the hill. This is the, this is the hill that Bob Irving's going to choose to die on? Like you said, J.J. Watt played with Houston his entire career. It's a big deal when a guy like that leaves a team. The CFL, not so much because there's so much player movement. But, you know, there's the website. There's, you know, you can find you can find a lot of stuff on Twitter. You follow the right people. It doesn't, we don't need to, that this isn't, this isn't July 1st. This isn't NHL for agency day. This isn't, this isn't trade deadline day. This is, one who hasn't signed yet, we don't know why. May, an update every now and then, not a terrible thing. But we don't need we don't need the coverage that JJ Watt got because there might not be any news for two or three or four days. But you better believe JJ Watt was getting numerous phone calls and numerous deals thrown at him every day. I guess I just think once Moamba signs, that TSN will be talking about it. You know. And I, I I don't see how they I don't I don't see how they couldn't yeah that, but we don't need we don't need it every day when something happens they'll know and they'll we'll, they'll tell us they'll tell us free agency has been quiet <laughs> lately it's uh, this this is also coming from a guy that shouldn't even have a job so <laughs> what are we talking about here why isn't anybody listening why is anybody asking him. <laughs> I want to wrap up the show here by uh, giving a shout-out to Jawan Breskison, receiver for uh, the Toronto Argonauts. During this pandemic and no football, he started himself a uh, a Twitch channel, and he's been uh, uh, streaming himself playing video games. Seems like he's doing pretty good at it. And this Friday, 6 Eastern, He's doing a charity stream on uh, Twitch in support of the Holland Bloorview uh, Capes for Kids initiative. Um, he says he's doing this to help kids with disabilities discover their superpowers at the Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. It's Canada's largest pediatric pediatric rehabilitation hospital, uh, and it is in Toronto. Uh, if you check out his Twitter account, or maybe his Twitch page, that's where the kids are now, jboogiexciii. That's a Roman numeral, and I'm not sure what it is. That's, uh, that's 12. Oh. <laughs> no. X-I-I? Oh, it's X-C-I-I-I. 
That doesn't make any sense. Well, maybe it's not a Roman numeral then. <laughs> He's already raised the nearly 200 bucks uh, for the initiative. I think they're going to be playing Warzone. Have you played that, Ty? I don't even know what that is. Man, we're getting old. Dude, all I play is NHL, MLB, and golf. Okay. And I just, I re-downloaded Grand Theft Auto V because I'm a complete degenerate. <laughs> you can live out your degenerate ways in video game form. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of being a degenerate, who's winning? Are you betting on the Briar? What do you think? I think you are, but I don't know who you're betting on. Who are you betting on? <laughs> all in on... Oh, come on. I'm all in on Cousin Jules here. <laughs> you know, ACAC coaching legend, Briar champion multiple times over, world champion multiple times over. It's Brad Gush who's winning the Briar. Brad Gush. We're going to have a straight repeat of last year with Kerry Anderson winning Whoa. Uh, the Scotties and Gushu winning the Briar. So I can't bet on it anywhere other than office pools. Are you serious? Yeah, I... Bet 365 doesn't have it. Oh, damn. And I'm not giving my money to Bodog again. <laughs> we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. There was actually uh, several new podcasts uh, that were welcomed to the Alberta Podcast Network uh, recently, including The Breakfast Dish. I actually just love the logo that they have. You can check them out, thebreakfastdish.buzzsprout.com. It's Griffin Cork and Karen Johnson Diamond, who uh, meet creators uh, of today's digital offerings. Dance, music, visual art, theater, uh, all of that. They have conversations with these uh, amazing creative people, and uh, they, they, they just released their 30th episode at the beginning of the month. So check them out and all the other great podcasts in the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.